family. And this podcast is about encouraging you to trust yourself again, especially when it comes to business. It's about self-worth and self-belief, and it's about leaning into our intuition for guidance. I know so many women, including myself, who see business as an opportunity to better the lives of other people while creating one we love. But so many of us get lost in the world of business advice. I believe the impact of our business and our connection to our people is really more determined by our thoughts about ourselves and our energy than it is by our marketing strategy. So if you're tired of trying to do business like everyone else, how about we try doing business differently? All right. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. I know. Me too. This is so fun. <sighs> there are so many things that I wanted to talk about with you. And I know we were just chatting about stuff, but I think we're going to get back to all of those things. But the main thing that like, I really wanted us to, to start with was like your story, because I've seen you like, um, because we just got like, became friends on Instagram. <laughs> and like, I see you like, showing up. And I know that you're, you're, you kind of like started this account, like in the last month. And I think, right. I don't know. Is it a month or two? Yeah. yeah. And I see you like posting so much about your story and I feel like so many parts of it are so interesting. And I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to start with that and like get to know you and, and see like, just who you are and like where, where kind of you started and the things that, because I know there are some parts of your story that are pretty like, um, kind of, uh, like turning points, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then why you chose to, to like get started in the, in the mindset and manifestation thing. Cause I think those things are so interesting and it's so fun. So <laughs> Well, I love this question because you could, I mean, you could take it from like a million different angles and, and I can <laughs> into one at the end, but I'll try my best. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of posted about it this morning, but um, this time last year, I was struggling really, really, really bad. I had a really good outer life. Like I had a decent job. I have a really great boyfriend and we were dating back then too. Mm-hmm. I have all these adventures that I go on. So on Instagram, my life looks so adventurous. Like my friends were reaching out to me and saying my life looks so fun. Um, But really, I was so deeply unsatisfied with my life. And I was so unhappy. I mean, I was depressed. I was like, it it just like, I remember driving to work one day and just feeling like my, my brain almost had permanent brain damage. Like that's almost what it felt like. I was so deep in this dark place that I I couldn't imagine ever feeling like I would get out of it. And I was like, well, did I damage my brain from drinking too much? I I don't know, but really it was just, it was all self-inflicted in a way, but um, I had kind of started taking small steps to better my life at that point. And as soon as I did that, like I I quit drinking alcohol, I, I implemented a morning routine. I just kind of picked up healthier habits here and there. I realized how unhappy I was with, um, what I was doing with my life. I was, you know, victim to that whole idea that, if we want to make money, we have to do X, Y, or Z, like, you know, be in corporate or, or do stuff like that. Um, there, I couldn't go on all my adventures and live my adventurous life if I was doing that. So I had to like, I was just trying to fit into these boxes that I saw and they just weren't working for me. 
Um, and I, I was too afraid to go and do my own thing, although that's something I always wanted to do because I had the idea that entrepreneurship um, was only for certain people that it would, in a way it kind of is, but I, it was more limited in my belief at that point. I thought that it was way harder than it actually can be. I thought that it was going to fail. I was worried, mainly worried about what people were going to say about it. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no, like, I just had nothing really piqued my interest at that point. Um, so I kind of just started where I left off. Um, I started applying for a master's degree in sport and exercise psychology. And I did not, it was one of those weird twists of fate. So I'd finished the whole application and had messaged some people about getting um, a letter of recommendation. And only one of them got back to me. The other ones didn't. And instead of me reaching back out again, I just kind of let it be what it was, which ended up working out because it's not like, I don't think it would have been a good idea to start a degree this year anyways. But and the whole time I was like, I, this still doesn't feel right to me. I don't want to spend, you know, $50,000 to get a degree that isn't going to even, um, like, what's the right word here? It's not even going to guarantee that, I don't know why that was so hard to figure out. <laughs> it's not even going like, to guarantee that I'm going to have, not only have a job that makes me a lot of money, but a job that I really like and something I'm really fulfilled in. And like nothing, sport and exercise psychology was an interest of mine, but it didn't get me all fired up. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of just went on this path of trying to do a million different things. I quit my job in the service industry, which was really good timing because then COVID hit. <laughs> Um, and I would have lost them anyways. I started to try copywriting. So I bought this copywriting course that taught me the basics of it. And I was like, okay, well, I can, you know, do my own copywriting business. And I realized that I didn't like copywriting. <laughs> I, I could do it for myself, but I didn't want to do it for everybody else. Um, and around that time, all of these other limiting beliefs and like past traumas were starting to come up. And there was this seed in my mind that I wanted to be a life coach or a mindset coach or you know, something around that realm, but I didn't really understand it at that point. And I thought that there was no way that I was qualified yet. Like I had to, I really had the idea that I had to be successful in something, just anything. And then I could be a life coach, which doesn't make sense. What kind of coach are you? If you think you have to be successful at something you don't like, and then you teach people how to be in their life or how to be happy and fulfilled but you know I, I just like I had so many layers to work through and that's where I started um but yeah copywriting didn't really work out I did have a few gigs here and there but it really just showed me that's not what I wanted to do yeah uh, what else did I do during that time I was training really heavily for a big 100 mile mountain run so that was a big distraction wow. I ended up getting injured um and that was a really good thing too because I was totally using that as a distraction to mm. actually face a lot of the other things I needed to face. Um, and then in the last few months, I was like, you know what? I do want to be a coach and I don't care if it starts next month or next year, but I have to actually start taking the steps that I need to take. And um, so I did that. I created my Instagram account and it's just funny how quickly everything falls into place. And each day I was like, wait a minute, I'm a lot more qualified than I think I can do this right now. And it's scary to realize that because it's not, not scary, but it's, I mean, in a way it kind of is because you're like, well, there's really no excuse. <laughs> I can't hide behind these fears anymore or these limitations because I see them for what they are. And along this whole process, it has been um, wild because I have really been a lot of trauma from the past that I never dealt with has been resurfacing. And it's good because, you know, when it happened in the past, so when I was I'll just touch on it really quick. When I was five years old, I was sexually abused um, for like, I don't know how long it was. It was recurring though, six months to a year. 
went to counseling after that, but I repressed it so much that I just acted like nothing happened. <laughs> and it was, it was kind of comical to look back on like just the way that I chose to handle it at that point. And then I developed um, obsessive compulsive disorder when I was right about that age, right after it happened. And I had gone unmedicated for it. And when you're a little kid, you don't really have the capacity to self-actualize. So medication is probably the only thing that's actually going to help. Yeah. So it went un unmedicated for like seven or eight years. And that was really traumatizing for me. Um, but ever since I got it all taken care of or taken care of what I thought it was, which meant getting on medication and then continuing to push it away by drinking and staying busy as I got older. Um, it's, it's been wild to look back on it and just see that pretending like something didn't happen or pretending like something didn't affect me, like sweeping it under the rug doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just been this whole big, I feel like I've grown so much more in this year than I have in my previous 25 years of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, can you tell me about, because I totally see like the, um, the link between both. And I really do believe that as long as we don't complete the circle, like the trauma and that until like we don't really heal it, like, and let our body heal it and let it all come up and all of that. I really do think that it does hold us back in our life mm -hmm. in like whatever way, like, but it does manifest as that. Um, can you tell me a little bit like what came up around that and like how you realized that letting like healing that could help you move forward and like show up more as yourself and take up more space and did it help you feel safer or like can you just tell me more about how that came up for you yeah um the biggest thing that I can think of is recognizing how much shame I was carrying from it so I had carried so much shame my entire life um and just pushing it away or acting like it wasn't there has been pretty much what I've always done. And I've noticed that it's the shame that I had didn't quite, it, it's not just the shame about the trauma. It's just, it's manifested in every area of my life. So I've been keeping myself so small because I think that if I don't say anything, if I don't do anything that I can't do something wrong or say something wrong. And so I can't feel the shame. Mm, yeah. And that's kind of, that's the biggest thing. I know there's been so many other things that have come up, but that's the biggest one is just living in shame for so long and not realizing that was what it was from. I just kind of made myself believe I was a deeply flawed human being <laughs> that which we all do it, but not all of us, but a lot of us do it a lot of times. And we don't, it's just, we just see it as the truth. We don't see it as something that we have created or um, something that we haven't healed we're not meant to be ashamed we're not meant to live in shame and keep ourselves small <laughs> yeah yeah like that no you're right you're absolutely right I love that thank you yeah um I I love that when we're able to see someone's story like that and also um and I say this I realize that I say this to all of the guests that come on here I guess this is the theme but I believe that every woman has a story and every woman also has a dream. Um, and I feel like when we really start healing those things that have been affecting us for a long time, our eyes kind of finally open up to what is possible for us. Mm -hmm. 
like all the things that we didn't see, all the things we didn't think were possible. Um, and I'm curious to think, to like, to know now, like what do you think is possible for you going like forward? What is like the big, the big dream? Like what does Regan want? <laughs> or Reagan, how do you say it? Reagan, but it's, Reagan, okay. it's a confusing name. <laughs> um, yeah, so my biggest dream, it's funny because I almost feel like if I think of what my absolute biggest dream would be, it would be limiting because I just don't know. Um, but at a core level, I really want to be my authentic self as much as possible and, and live, I want to say, not live without fear, but live my life even though I do have fear and do the things that I know that I'm meant to do to help others and to grow. And I just really hope that I can be an example to other women about what's possible. And something I noticed as I was growing up, when I would speak up about my trauma and because I was not really ashamed of it. I wasn't, I mean, I was ashamed of it in a way, but I wasn't ashamed of talking about it or it, talking about mm -hmm. what had happened. Um, and even, you know, in my, my teenage and young adult years when bad stuff would happen that most women would just kind of like shove down and not talk about, I would talk about it and I would get angry about it and I would bring it up. And I noticed that when I would do that, women would come up to me in secret one at a time and say, that's happened to me too. And it was just like, one, this one incident in college, uh, I remember speaking out about it and I felt like maybe I was making too big of a deal out of it, but I just, and I wasn't sure why I wanted to like make a big deal about it. But after that, I had like 10, 20 women, coworkers, friends approach me and say, that's happened to me too. And I wasn't sure what to do about it. And I wasn't sure if I should be upset or not. Um, but I knew that by me bringing it up, like I was almost giving them permission to feel the way they felt about it. And not that anyone needs permission, but if we all stay quiet, nothing, you know, we're all just, it's not that like we stay quiet because we're the only one who has had something traumatic happen to us. It's we stay quiet and everyone else stays quiet when we're all walking through this earth with the same or similar stories and the same kind of trauma. And if we could just open up about it, even if it's just one person then other people are like, wait, wait a minute. I can talk about that too now, even if it's just to that one person who opened up about it. And I just know there's something so freeing about relating to people like that and knowing that you're not just this weirdo who's so <laughs> bad about stuff you shouldn't feel bad about because that's, that's not the case. <laughs> and I hope that I want my life to be an example of that, you know, that no matter how deeply flawed we think we are at one point in our lives, that that's not our truth. And we can make our truth whatever we want it to be. And I just, if I can help, you, you know, just one or two women or however, I mean, my ultimate goal would be to help as many as possible to realize their full potential despite what they've been through because, yeah, kind of lost my train of thought there, but, but yeah, like, um, I just hope to help as many women as I can stop living in shame and start living their life on purpose and knowing that there is nothing wrong with any of us. We can choose to heal and we can choose to be the people that we want to be. And we're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love every single thing you just said. <laughs> that just like kind of came out. And <laughs> I, the thing about the stories, like you just said it so well. And 
It's crazy because like, you're so right. Like we walk around and we think that we're the only one who lived like this thing or that, you know, the, the hard things that we've been through, we have a feeling like we're the only ones or like when you're young and something bad happens in your family, we feel like we're the only ones who have like a, a messed up family, you know? But I love that. Like, I don't love that we go through these things. Definitely not. But I love that. Um, we can relate to each other, like, based on that. And I love to know that we all, like, none of us are alone, right? We all have been through something. And it's so easy for us to, like, look at other women, especially online, and think, like, wow, like, she has everything together. Everything in her life is good. Um, and I know people say that all the time. But then I have conversations like these with women like you and Pamela and Rebecca and Susan and the other Pamela and like the other women that are that are planned to come on and it's like not one of them did not have a story around healing something really important around some kind of trauma and around how it helped them like transform basically and it's just like it, it really amazes me and the other thing that amazes me about women is that the moment that things get better for us, we immediately want to like reach down and help the next woman like come up to the same level as us. Like that amazes me so much. Like all we want to do when things get really good for us is help the other women to feel better too. Like it's so cool. Like that just, it's, I just love that so much. Like I know that we want to make money and I love that and I feel like so many more women should be making loads and loads and loads of money and should like I think we should be part of society a lot more um mm. but I love that we're all just trying to help each other I think yeah. that subconsciously we know that if more women rise up uh to their like full potential and start living their dreams and start to heal that society is actually really going to change I feel. <laughs> no, I feel that way too. I mean, I can go so deep with this and say that I think that the reason why women were, re were repressed to begin with was because they were too powerful. <laughs> all the way back there, but I totally agree with that. Yeah. That's why, that's why they called us witches. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just read the book Witch by Lisa Lister and it was so good. If you haven't read that, you should read it. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And I saw this quote the other day that went on about how it wasn't witches that were burned. It was women that were burned. Like every, yeah. anything that you did, like if you had a cat, if you, I don't know, like cooked food, if you, <laughs> yeah, anything about you, if you did that, then you were killed because you were a witch and it was really just a way to eliminate women. Yeah. And I really, I really believe this. I heard um, Denise Duffield Thomas talk about this, but she was saying, she was talking, I think about generational trauma, but I'm not sure if that's the term, but we, I think that today, one of the reasons why we have so much trouble showing up and taking up space and being our full selves and owning the big things that we want is because we were repressed for so long. And I think that we still feel that on like a genetic level. Like we still don't feel safe to like 
show like take up the space in this world that actually belongs to us as much as it belongs to anyone else you know and even though we're not likely to get killed for speaking up anymore we still you get a lot of um, objection to it and a lot of resistance just in the language of society just in um, I mean, so much. There's still a pay gap. There's still there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, and there's still women in other countries who have it a lot worse than we do. Yeah, yeah. It is still. I mean, it's still right in front of us. It's still an obstacle to overcome, and um, it's definitely not a, as big of a one as it used to be. But yeah. you're right. Like between what we do see now and then generational trauma, it is difficult for sure. And, yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel like there is no better time than today. I agree. And up until now, these have been the best conditions to do it, mm-hmm. you know, because I see a lot of us, including myself, like I waited a long time to own what I wanted to do and to own myself. Um, and a lot of us do that. And I actually wrote a post about that. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, eventually we're going to have to become this woman that we want to be. Like we are going to be here at some point, whether that's for the next 50 years or whether it's the last day that we spend on our deathbed, you know, but we are going to be that woman at some point. So I feel like the more we wait, the more we just like push it back and the less time we have to be her and to have that impact that we're meant to have. And, you know, when I rise up and when you rise up and when we believe in ourselves and our, our gifts and what we can do, um, then we're in the space to be able to help all those other women, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as we don't, I'm sure that some women out there aren't getting the help that they need or the encouragement or the inspiration or, you know, anything like... Um, so many of us consume content online and sometimes all it takes is like one video or one post or like one thing that just helps something click for us. And we're like, Oh, like maybe I could have that, you know, maybe I could do that. That could be me, you know? Well, it's a powerful thing to realize that one woman winning in her life means that any, any of us can too. And that's another thing that plagues our society is the competition that is pushed upon women that we're supposed to not trust each other, that we're supposed to be jealous of each other, that we're supposed to just always be in competition. And um, that's been a huge thing to try to overcome too. And I know. No. That, yeah. Like, I mean, that's something that I see a lot. I, I mean, you see, I just remember growing up and hearing all the time, like, oh, like, I don't trust women. Like, I'm, I'm, it's easier for me to be friends with men. Like, they're just, they don't have any drama. And it's like, yeah, when I say it the first time, it's kind of hard to like recognize it. But then when you look at all these small things, like it's actually been pushed upon us for a really long time. And I think there's a lot of jealousy in between women. And I love the idea of changing it because one woman's success is just an example of what any of us can do. Mm -hmm. And in kind of something that you had said earlier is that when it's easy to look at other women online and say like, oh, wow, like they, their life's just so great. And I, like, I used to do that. I used to look at women on Instagram who, first of all, I only saw their Instagram highlights. Like you don't see their entire lives. Yeah. Um, 
think like, oh, they, their life just must be so easy. Everything must have been handed to them. Like they just have it so good. They've never had to deal with depression. They've probably never had this. And like, none of that was true because the only difference between me and her or whoever the woman was, was that she probably had been through the same stuff or even worse, or it doesn't even matter. Like everyone has their own struggles to deal with, but had decided to just do the work and do it anyways. Happy people and successful people aren't that way just because they are. It's not like they were just born into this world and everything was great. They worked on it. It's something that they actively worked on and they actively decided to do. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think when you're in a dark space, it's hard to accept that. But when you're ready to come out of it, it's empowering to say, wait a minute, I can choose that too. And I can do what she's doing and we can all work together. And then when you do get up to that point where you're out of that dark space and you look back and you see other women in it, you know what it feels like. And that's why we want to help. We want to say like, no, like you don't even understand what you're capable of. (laughs) Yes. Ah, that is exactly it. I love that so much. Um, And I love that we both, and I think that we all do have this story of, because like you had your story from a year ago when you were feeling depressed and you didn't like your life and things were bad. Um, and I, I uh, told you mine today too, when we messaged and it ma- that, that manifests in every woman's life. Like, I think it might show up in different ways. Um, for me, it was my relationships with men and under earning like I didn't see my potential at all. Um, I, it's as if we live like under this cloud and we're the only ones who can take ourselves out of it. Like until we do something to shift it, we're, I feel like we're always going to stay stuck there. Um, but it does take, it does take work. Um, because I don't, I think you're right. It doesn't like happen on its own. And we do have to, to put that work in. Um, but at the same time, it's like the most rewarding thing ever. When you realize what else, everything else that's possible for you that you didn't even think was possible to begin with. Right. like that's just and then when things start to manifest and I think we should talk about this now because like that's your thing um but when you make a decision and then you decide that this is what I'm going to be expecting from now on and this is what I'm going to be um this is what I don't want to tolerate anymore and this is what I want to like welcome in and then after that I feel like everything starts to to show up kind of more for us I don't know if that makes sense but oh it does totally I mean and whatever we're living in this present moment it's something that we have we had thought about before it's not like this life just randomly happened to us and this manifestation all the time whether we like it or not it's just that's just how it is like because that's what we wanted or that's what was on our mind for a long time that we believe was possible for us so if you know we are under earning and that's a huge one um under earning and believing we're not worth more money we're not capable of making more staying stuck in the same relationship thinking that we're not worth any more than that that there's nothing better than that or even if there was it's just not for us 
of course, that's going to keep happening in our life. That's the situation we're going to end up in because that's what our brain is saying. It's not like we're going to have these thoughts and then because if, if you if you're on that frequency, you can't see what else is possible. And then yeah, yeah like you just yeah, it's like you just think that that's the only option. And then when you decide, because the first thing you have to do is is change your mind. And when you do change your mind and decide to look at it from the idea that anything is possible. And if anything is possible, what would I want to do? What kind of relationship would I want? What kind of money do I want to make? What kind of job do I want to have or business? What kind of life do I want to live? You know, it's not obviously all going to happen the next day, but when you have those ideas in your mind and, and you don't let them go and you think about it all the time, your frequency is getting higher and you're taking actions that are going to get you closer and closer to that until one day, you know, like a, a year later, two years later, you're like, whoa, your life is completely changed and really yeah. led to one big way. But it was, it just starts with changing your mindset. And that's what manifestation is really. <laughs> I know that sometimes people separate it, it's mindset and manifestation, but I think it's all the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when you rewrite those stories that you have about what you think is possible for you, about what you think is wrong about you, about how you think things are supposed to happen, then you see you see everything else is actually true. Um, so like if you have a story about I'm not, I would never be able to make more than 50K a year, which is like you know, a good salary. Yeah. Um, it's like a regular, regular salary. And I know that that's a lot like that's um, a lot of people would love that. But let's say that that's the that's the story. There are so many like beliefs and memories and fears that we have around money that are always going to keep us stuck at that level, um, like as a pattern. Um, and then we'll keep repeating it. And as soon as we start making a little more, we'll like find the way to like sabotage it and then come back down to whatever like we're used to. Um, but when we clear those beliefs and those stories, um, we rewrite new ones. And then we open up to, oh, like it is possible for me to make $120,000 a year, you know? why not? And, you know, those kinds of things. And, and there's one thing that I, I really like to, to say about this. And something that really helps me is to focus on how I want to be feeling rather than like the specific thing in particular, because I, the, I feel like the universe has a way of giving us things in an even better way than we could imagine. Um, and also sometimes I feel like when we're really, really like fixed on how we want things to look or how we want things to happen, um, we get stuck. Like we get stuck thinking that it has to be a certain way or it has to look a certain way. Um, but when we focus on how we want to feel, then we start taking actions that feel that way. And so on the way to getting there, we're already starting to feel that, yeah. right? Oh, exactly. Well, and too, if you look at it as, well, I want to make, let's say I want to have this much money, make $200,000 a year or whatever that number is, it, you know, can be anything. Um, I think a lot of people come at that with the idea that that's going to make them feel free. It's going to make them feel happy. It's going to make them feel um, successful. It's just going to give them all these feelings. Um, and I was, I was definitely 
guilty of that too. I like, I wanted to make all this money so I could feel a certain way. But yeah, I really think we all about, do. Yeah. And it's like, when you really think about it, when you get that money, you might have like a couple days of like, oh, this is really great. But ultimately it's not going to change who you are and it's not going to change how you feel. So you're not going to get those feelings. You can still have the money, but when it doesn't, the ultimate goal is to change how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's not going to help. So you have to change your feelings about it right away. Like you have to decide, I can feel free. I can feel happy. I can feel successful. I can feel whatever I want to feel right now. And that's, that's really what it comes down to because it, and just knowing that the money would be really great, but it's not going to, my happiness and success doesn't depend on it. And yeah. then that's when you're just like, oh, and, and you're right too, is when you have this idea of this particular outcome, sometimes there's something better in mind or the universe has a better idea in mind. And if you do surrender to that idea of, well, this is how I want to feel. And this is how I think I'm, I'm going to, you know, visualize this and say my affirmations for this to like solidify these beliefs and these feelings. But if my, I'm going to give some room for my outside world to just manifest in the way that is meant to serve my highest good. And you always end up at the end. Well, there's not really an end, but you always end up with something better than you could ever imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. And then it's so funny because when you actually get the thing that you've been wanting, you realize that you already have something else lined up. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah. So like you are so happy and satisfied when the thing comes around, but you're already focused on something else at the same time. So like there is no end. Like we do really have to like be happy where we are and look forward to what's next, right? Oh, exactly. There's always a new level. Like you're not going to get to making a certain yearly income and be like, all right, this is great. Like, I mean, you're going to think this is great, obviously, but that's not going to be your end point because you're going to keep growing. We're, we're always meant to grow in this, in this life. And so if you're looking at an end goal to be what determines if you're happy or not, you're just never going to be. If you can't be happy making 30 K a year, you're probably not going to be happy making 300 K a yeah, year. Yeah. And what the ironic part is, if you're not happy making 30 K a year, you're probably not going to even get to be able to grow from that just because you are so you're, you're determining your inner feelings based on the outer world. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things like, there's a lot of things that money can really help with. It can really help you with options. And there's so many, it's so funny to say, like to try to explain it and I'm still trying to find the word for it, but it does improve your life, I believe. But the ironic part is, is that you have to be happy with where you're at in order to grow because yeah. if you're happy with where you're at you won't grow <laughs> it's just one yeah. of the um paradoxes of manifestation that i think is, is so fascinating but um what, once you get it like i think it's really easy once it clicks in your mind because you, like once you actually implement those feelings and you're really happy with your life and it, it's when it's like oh okay like i get it now like this is the feeling that i was after and i feel this way no matter what my outer world looks like but the irony is that now that I feel this way, my outer world looks better and better every day. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Um, okay. I want to ask you about coaching. Yes. So first of all, like the fact that you actually allowed yourself to imagine this dream and to step into it the way that you did and to talk to your loved ones or family or friends about it. That's like a really big step. Um, And we touched on this like before we started recording, but it's actually like 
really, really scary to admit that you want to do it. Um, and then to actually see it take form in your life. And then it's like, there's a little bit of scary at every step. Um, but making the choice of doing that, I feel like is so brave. And I know that there are a lot of women out there who don't think they have what it takes um, and who don't think they have anything to offer. And you and I both know that every single woman has lived through something important. And as we already said, like every woman has a story. And I, I think every woman is so powerful. And we, it's just about like actually seeing it for ourselves. But I just wanted you to tell me about what that was like for you and maybe um, say something for those women who are, you know, in that stage where they really have the desire to do something like that, but they're not allowing themselves to really um, dream it or think it's possible. Yeah. Um, so I actually had a really funny realization the other day and really powerful one that in different parts of my life, I have had the limiting belief that one, I am too messed up to be able to help anyone or to reach my potential. And two, that I was not messed up enough to be able to reach or to reach my potential and help other people. And really what, what I saw that was, was just like, a dog chasing its tail in my mind of just trying to find reasons why I shouldn't go for what I should, you know, what I wanted to do, why I should let my fears win. When there's no line of like, okay, well, you need to cross this and then you can help other people, but don't go too far and you can't help people. Yeah. And when you really think about it, it's just all made up in our heads. There are people out there who will even say, like, I'm reading Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert right now, and she talks about how. Um, her a teacher came up to her one time when she was a kid and said that um, she is a really good writer, but she'll never amount to much because her life hasn't been traumatic enough. And, you know, whether or not we don't know the details of her life, obviously, she's a very successful author. But it made me realize that there's even a place for women who think like, well, my life's been pretty easy. Or um, I feel like I've got a lot of stuff figured out and I never went through a whole lot. That's another limiting belief that comes in on him too, is like, well, what do I have to offer if that's the case? And what they do have to offer is saying that you can do whatever you please, whatever you want, whatever you feel called to do without someone walking up to you and telling you whether you're worthy or not. Um, and we all have potential and we all have whatever we feel that we want to do, like that burning desire, it's there for a reason. Um, and even when you feel it and you think like, well, how am I ever going to do that? Like that is kind of a reasonable thought when it, when you look at like how long you may think it takes to get there, how many things you have to do, what you have to learn, but there's nothing stopping you from taking that first step. And when you take that first step, um, whether you just be reading a book, listening to podcasts, it can be anything. Um, once you take that first step, the next step will show itself to you. And then you just have yeah. to, you can't look at it as like, well, this is what I want to do. I want to have this business or get into this profession. And you can't really look at the big picture. You can as a goal, but when it comes to actually achieving it, you have to take it one step at a time. Um, and even though you have all these limiting beliefs saying like, well, you know, you really can't do this, like you're not good enough, or you haven't been through enough, or you haven't, you're not qualified, or you just really don't have that much to offer they do get quieter as you take the action. They get, and they're still always gonna be there at every level, but you get better at um, switching your beliefs around to more empowering ones. Like you really do learn how to make your mind work for you as opposed to your mind working against you. You have control over your mind. 
you have, and that sounds a little weird, not really control over your mind, but you, I mean, yeah, you, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And it's not just like you don't get overtaken by limiting beliefs as easily. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's not something to be looked at as this giant big picture. And you, like, this people who are successful, the women who have already, who are living their dream lives, they didn't do it all in one day. And they probably started exactly where each individual woman who wants to do that, they probably started there too. And they just, you know, took it one little bit at a time. And that's definitely what I want to coach on. Um, I want to teach women how to come into their own power, um, know that they have the potential, like everyone, everything we already have is within us. It's not some outer circumstance that we have to wait on. <laughs> we don't have to wait on the right time. We don't have to wait to get this certification. I mean, sometimes I know in some fields you have to have certain things, but um, you don't have to wait for this person to come into your life, for this person to tell you it's okay. You don't have to wait till this happens to you. You can just do it now because everything's already inside of you and everything that you think that you need to change, every limiting belief, every fear, everything, like that's all self-imposed. The fears that you have are real to you, but it's not like the universe is out there saying like, well, no, no, you have to wait. Like this is not, like you're not ready for this. Like you need to wait. Like you get rewarded by the universe as you take your small steps and it's just about like breaking it down and seeing that you don't have to wake up and realize your full potential in one day, but you can take small steps each day to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right about that. It reminds me of the chat I had with Pamela uh, cook than a second one. And we were talking about how, like, those are the stories in our minds, but we have no way of knowing what anyone else is thinking. Oh, exactly. So the example that I was giving was like, when we talk about pricing, and we think, oh, I could never charge that they're gonna think it's way too much. But we're imposing our story on other people. Like we have absolutely no way of knowing whatever they're thinking. For all we know, we could be the only person in the world who's thinking that. Oh, exactly. Right? They were thinking, whoa, that's actually like a, a deal. Wow. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Or they could be like, that's way too cheap. Right. Yeah. Like, I wonder they're gonna get value out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like all of the possibilities are there, but but what we're choosing to think about it dictates the actions that we're going to take, which dictates the results that we get after that. So if we're thinking the person, no one's going to sign up, they're going to think it's too expensive. We're not going to feel comfortable putting it out there, which means no one's going to sign up. And we're going to keep thinking that it's because of the price, mm -hmm. but it's actually just because we're stopping ourselves from really showing up because of that belief. Oh, exactly. That's a good right. one. Yeah, because that's like, I mean, I think about it this way. If I have this coaching offer and let's say it's, I don't know, $1,000 and I have like these coaching calls with certain people, um, I'm going to believe first and foremost that I'm going to attract typically the right people, like the whole, what you put out is what you get back in. But at the same time, if, you know, someone is really adamant about, well, I just think that's too cheap or I just think that's too expensive or whatever it is. And, you know, I there's a lot that can be said about still believing in your clients and, and teaching them like, well, if this is about money mindset, like this is a good first lesson in it. Um, you can't afford this. Like you can't telling yourself you can't is holding yourself back. But at the same time, like it, 
I don't, if someone doesn't want to do my program because of pricing or any other reasons, that's okay. I can just find, you know, someone, the other right people will come in who are really going to benefit from it. And I think that we get scared because if we try to sell our program and people come up with all these things and say like, oh, it's too expensive or it's too this or not enough that, then we're going to be like, we're going to take that personally when it's just, it's, it is their story. But at the same time, that's also a fear. Like we might put ourselves out there and most people are going to say like, oh, this is really great. And you're going to find the right people. But it, it, I think that the the voice of the critics can be hard to to tone out sometimes. It's definitely a, like something you have to practice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And replacing that story with a new one, which mm-hmm. um, you've probably experienced. Well, actually, it's like the thing that you first described about like when you started making shifts last year is you start how you feel about things and how you feel about yourself and what's possible starts to shift whatever you're reading or the people that you're following or the, you know, the, the routines that you have, like all those things, like they really help start to shift that, I believe. Oh, it totally does. The energy that you put out, if you're up on this frequency, you're going to be getting a lot of people up on this frequency too, or who are like right below it and want you to pull them up to it. Um, and granted, you're going to have the people who are below the frequency trying to pull you down. And I think that there's just no avoiding that. They have to be there to, I mean, without darkness, there is no light. There is the whole law of polarity. There's the, um, I mean, this is a lot of universal laws. Actually, I was watching a video on that earlier, but that basically state that it's not the that they're always going to be there. The voice of negativity is always going to be there. Um, but when you rewrite your story, and choose not to listen to that and choose not to tune into it, it's not going to have an effect over you or not as big yeah. of an effect for you. You, might, you might, get, might get you down a little bit every now and then, but you're not going to just go, oh, they're right. I'm, I shouldn't do this. Like I should just pack up and, and stop my coaching business or drop my prices so low. And I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on, on dropping prices too. Like <laughs> I think that if you sell yourself short like that and you decide to, you bargain with, with, with potential clients to sell the program or course for cheaper, then you're doing them a disservice because you're not showing that you believe in them to make it work. And also you're showing that you don't stand true in what you offer and you don't believe in your offer and yeah. you're easily taken down or, or shaken. And you just are like so susceptible to the opinions and beliefs of others. Like, oh, this person says it should be cheaper. They're right. I'll like to do it. And then, if, then you get people who aren't um, as invested into your program. Cause let's say, you know, if someone spends $200 on a program that you were trying to sell for a thousand dollars, like they're not going to be as invested into it. Cause they don't yeah. have it in the game, I guess is the term to use. They don't have mm-hmm. You know, if you invest a thousand or two thousand dollars into something, let's say that was a stretch for you, you're going to show up every day, or the client's going to show up every day and make it work, and that's going to look good on the client and the coach. It's going to be successful for everyone involved. Whereas if you're just like throwing your stuff out there and selling it for really cheap, you're not going to get your clients aren't going to get results. So they're essentially wasting the money that they do spend, the little money that they spend, and it doesn't look good on you as a coach either because you're not getting they're not getting results, and you wonder like why you're like oh am I just am I a bad coach? And that's not the case. You really are, but you're just putting your energy so far below what it needs to be. Yeah. 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 No, you're so right. And we end up like kind of attracting the wrong people anyways. Yeah, exactly. I actually want to, I want to give like an example for me. Um, I, so I think it was 
at, was it the end of last year? I'm not sure, but about like over a year ago, maybe it was last, like last, like around Christmas or something. I did a, I wanted to have like a group program about something. My business has kind of like shifted so many times since then. But um, at the time I wanted to do like a group program with like five calls or something like that. Um, and I, I asked, like, I had a really small list, um, and I asked around, like, people I thought, um, intuitively, like, who might be interested. I invited them to do it for free, and I thought, I, I think I wanted to charge, like, $500 for it, um, which I realized would have been, <laughs> like, if the if the, the the participants like if my clients had actually shown up the way that they could have would have really been worth that but because um i don't know if i just didn't feel confident about it i think that was part of it um but also because they didn't pay anything um they kind of didn't show up completely sometimes they didn't show up at all like um and and I guess like there really is a big difference when people aren't as invested in the results that they get. And like, you're absolutely right about that. Um, and it's just the fact that someone is paying something for them, like the decision for someone, like we don't want to take that away from them. The decision for them to say, I'm choosing to invest my hard earned cash on something that is wholly and completely 100% for me, right? And just the act of doing that for a lot of women is challenging because that's saying I am worth the effort, I am worth the time, and I am worth the money, right? Yeah. It's being willing to step into that next level and that next, like, woman that they are, right? Um, so that's a really big deal. And so it's, it's just the fact before you even start working, before your calls start, whatever, just the fact that they put some money like in the thing is already up leveling them. Oh, totally. Like if there's two coaches and let's say they both have the same offer, the same program, they're basically just the same on across, across the board but one offers their program for a couple hundred dollars and the other offers the program for a couple thousand dollars, the person offering the program for a couple thousand dollars, even though they're both exactly the same, they're going to get clients who are way more invested into it. And their, their clients, like you said, they're going to have the, the better results. And I know that if, like, if I spend $30 on something, I'm not really that invested into it. But if I spend, you know, if it's something that was really expensive, whether it be a program or even um like a, a material object, like you, you do invest a lot more time and care into it. And, and yeah. you're right with the up-leveling part, just by spending that money and showing that you are worth it and, and that you believe in yourself to um, make that worth the while, you're going to show up for yourself a lot more. And I think yeah. it, it is doing a disservice to offer your um, services for more than you believe they're worth, because it obviously does a disservice to the coach, but it does a disservice to the clients. If, believing that they won't be able to afford um, what you're offering because that if you already believe that what kind of energy is going to be going on when you're coaching them and yeah. it is the exchange too it really is like money is yeah there's a lot of 
things I could say about it, but really it's just a machine of energy. It's not, you know, and, yeah. and the value that we put money, the value that it has is all made up anyways. Like yeah. $50 to one person might feel like a lot more than $50 to another person. It's all just completely made up. And so we can make our own rules, but at the same time, it is an exchange of energy. And if you want to get results or even create results for your clients, the higher the energy exchange in it, the bigger the results you're going to get. I even believe that you could invest in a program that really doesn't teach you that much, but since you invested that much money into it, you're going to learn something from it. Like I spent $2,000 on a copywriting course when I wanted to do copywriting. And obviously I don't do copywriting. The gigs that I picked up from that, I don't even think that paid it off. (laughs) um, But at the same time, I'm not choosing to look at it as I wasted all this money because I learned so much from it. And I also that was my first step to, you know, showing the universe that I was ready for more. And I was like, well, if it doesn't work out, at least I'm taking the first steps. And um, I, it's never, you're never going to fall on your face. If you make an investment to your, if you make an investment into your higher self, you're just, you yeah. and you may, it may take you a couple of years to look back and, and realize where it helped you. But um, there is really nowhere that you can go wrong. And if, I mean, granted also too, if you're a coach or you're selling a program and you, believe that it's only worth this much, but you're selling it for twice that, that's another energy imbalance. Like you're, you're selling it for more than you believe it's worth. So you have to either change your beliefs or change your price, but either way, there's an imbalance there. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're so right. But when you're aligned with your pricing, like just the example that you gave about the exact same program given by two different coaches and you talk about one that's a couple hundred and one that's a couple thousand. And just you saying that makes me want the couple thousand more yeah. because I'm signing up for an upgrade. Oh, sorry. My battery's low. I'm signing up for an upgrade. And if I spend a couple thousand, I know that I'm going to be around the energy of that, right? It's exactly. a lot more attractive. Whereas we don't want to be spending money on things that are just going to keep us at the same level. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And when you want to up-level your financial game, you do initially have to make stretches there. You have to kind of stretch yourself in a way of knowing that, okay, well, I'm in, this money's a little hard for me to spend, but I'm going to make it work because I am a hundred percent and completely trusting in both my ability to earn more money and the <laughs> up for me. Sorry. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry, keep going. But yeah, it just um it I think there's so many people, you know, programs or see it doesn't have to be a coaching program. It could be anything that would improve the, in the personal development realm, which is usually coaching programs, I guess, but um and say like, well I don't have the money for that. So I need to wait till I have the money to do that. When the irony is that you're not gonna have the money to do that until you do it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just a shift of energy and I don't know, but you also look at our society that um, prizes and, and says that it's a good thing to go, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred thousand dollars in debt for a degree that has no guaranteed ROI and you're 18 years old. Why is that okay? Why is it okay for um, me to have so many friends that are, you know, 50, 60, $100,000 in debt? I do have friends that are that in debt for their careers. And granted, they like what they're doing, so it's worked out for them. But 
why is that so okay? But, you know, if you tell someone that you spent $2,000 on this online coach and, you know, people are just like, whoa, wait, or you spent $2,000 to invest in your a new business and people are like, whoa, that is, that is a bad idea. It's so risky. It just shows you how skewed it is. Yeah. <laughs> rhyme or reason. It makes no sense. That, and that's why these beliefs can be easy to change once you recognize them and you realize that they actually make no sense to begin with. And if they make no sense, then we can just create our own ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so right. Um, so do you know what coaching is going to look like for you next or are you not sure yet? That's a good question. So I'm working with a coach right now. I hired a business coach and it's a 12 week program because I fully believe that if I want to sell high ticket, I need to invest high ticket. And I, my specialty is mindset manifestation. It's not business. I could, you know, be, it doesn't matter how helpful I can be to someone. If I can't reach out to them, if I can't show my value, if I can't connect with them. Um, so I've been working with a business coach and I don't know, we're going to start working on offer building and all that kind of stuff later on. Right now we're kind of at the beginning mindset portion, but I really, my idea right now is I want to offer a program that incorporates um, coursework, like actual modules and videos and worksheets, but also one-on-one as well. Mm, yeah. And I think that would be a really good thing too, for me as a starting coach, because if you have one-on-one, I think that someone can get just as much value from me as they could from um, someone who's been doing it for a lot longer. Granted, like someone who's been doing it for a lot longer would attract different people, but as long as it's one-on-one, um, whatever things, if there's any gaps, that, that can always be addressed. Um, yeah. And I think that there's a lot more powerful changes that can happen. And it, it's a good growing experience for, I mean, on both ends. And I just, I always want to do one-on-one. I just think that that's something yeah. that I would be able to <laughs> like have my biggest impact. And I love that too. Yeah. yeah. I think that the coaching relationship so the client gets something out of it because the fit is right with the person, not because necessarily the person brings the perfect tools, the perfect, you know, things. If the fit is right, then the transformation can happen. And also if the client is ready and willing, then they're automatically open to change, to shift to like all of that. So Honestly, all we're doing is we're holding space for someone and we're like guiding them. But that's the most transformative thing for them is to say, I'm investing in myself this time, this energy, this money. And they're being held and seen and heard by someone. Um, And maybe for someone that's the first time in their life where they actually get to Um, be heard and to reflect on their life and to think about what they actually want and who they actually are and what's possible for them. And there's no way that that can not be transformative if the fit is right. And if the, the client is willing, like it has, I don't think it has anything to do with experience. I think that we become coaches because we're already capable of doing it. And because we have a gift and not the other way around. Right. I love that. That gave me chills. That's such a good point. (laughs) There's not like an hierarchy. And, and also too, people are at different levels and people at different levels need different kinds of help. And people also uh, resonate differently with different people. Like 
it's not like the one multiple seven figure mindset coach is getting all the clients because there's probably a ton of people who don't resonate with their offer and would resonate way more highly with what you have to offer. And likely, like, likewise, I'm not going to go search for a coach that's going to help me make $20 million a year because I'm not at that level. Like someday that would be cool, but I can't, like, that's just not, no, like I'm not, first of all, like that would be just, it would be such a huge jump and people hire coaches that are, have been what, have been through what you've been through, but they aren't so far ahead of it that they can't relate to it so much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is really too, like, I don't know, like you just, if you want to be a coach, if you have that desire, that means there are people out there who would really resonate with you and you can help, or you wouldn't have that desire. You wouldn't sit there with that desire to help people. Mm. There was no one meant for you to help. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. I so believe that so strongly. I really, really, really believe that what we want wants us to. Yes, totally. I believe that with all my heart, like the partner that you want is out there wanting exactly the same thing as you. And that used to like, that blew my mind at first when I realized that men want the same thing as us. They want to be loved. They want to be seen. (laughs) They want to be heard. (laughs) No, like with uh, my current partner, my boyfriend, he's, he's my soulmate. Um, But I remember (laughs) so much time creating drama in our relationship because I was just, I mean, I was in a dark time in my life anyways, but I just could not believe that he wanted that we just were such a perfect match. It was just such a mind-blowing thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so funny. But, you know, like, you look, I looked at past um, relationships and all that fun stuff, and I was like, well, no wonder they were playing out the way they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so happy. I think we're pretty much at, like, an hour, I think, or maybe a little bit over. Yeah, I kind of forget what time we started because it was so hectic. <laughs> I was funny. I, yeah, I just finished a workout, but I was like, I can throw myself together in 10 minutes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, time differences. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like we would have so much more to say. I think that I'm probably going to invite you for number two at some point. <laughs> I love that. Yes, anytime. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we could go on forever. Like, I love these conversations so much. And I feel like it would be so fun to do it. And like, however, like whenever we do it and to just compare like and look back and like look at the things that like the breakthroughs we had in the meantime or the milestones or whatever. And like, just look at that. I feel like that would be fun. I think it's so cool that you're doing this. And I remember... um, (laughs) when you had posted right before your first interview or your first podcast chat and you had said that you were really excited, but you were feeling a little bit nervous too. And it just, I don't know, it made me like feel like, Oh, it is normal to feel nervous. Cause back then I was like, Oh, she just must be so fearless and you know, <laughs> stuff. And that's so cool. But I think it's so cool when we can be honest about our feelings and um, just show other women that it's, it's totally okay. And it's totally normal, but I think it's so cool that you're doing this. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah, I actually I feel a little bit nervous every time, but I 
it's excitement and it's nervous at the same time. Like, I don't even know how to describe it because there is nothing else that I would rather be doing in this moment. And at the same time, it's just like, just the like 10 minutes before my heart pounds a little bit faster and I'm like, how's it going to go? Like, and then I'm just, I relax. And honestly, like every time I start, every time before I hit, like before I start it, I write down a few things for everyone. This, this time I wrote, I get to be me. I get to see her. I don't, I, this is so so funny because today I was feeling like a little bit anxious because I had a really big week and I wrote down, I don't have to be happy or positive or energetic. I just get to be me and witness her magic and her story. And, <laughs> and I just wanted to give myself the grace of like showing up however I felt like showing up and like whatever felt true in the moment. And at the same time, like this, doing this is so aligned for me. And it's just so, I want to say easy, not because I think it's easy for everyone, but because I let myself be guided towards what felt really fun and natural for me. So it may not look like the same thing for everyone. Like maybe not everyone would enjoy this format of thing. But I am drawn to it. Like, I love having these conversations with women like you and like hearing stories and, and all of the things that anyone could possibly relate to. I love putting out there. Um, so I know that the second that like, I come on, I just start, I feel better right away. It's like, I look, this is like my favorite time of the week, like when I do these things. So anyways, thank you. <laughs> There is something to be said about that though. When you're feeling, if something is really in alignment with you, you're going to feel excited and you're going to have that anticipation. And a lot of times it does manifest as a little bit of nervousness, but there's a difference between that crippling fear of the nervousness that could stop you or make you question what you're doing. And then there's just that, you know, a little bit of fear of like, oh, the unknown, like I've never actually talked to this person. I've never done this thing. This is new for me, but yeah difference is as soon as you start doing it it's just completely natural yeah it's as if like I think we could compare it to it's as if like every time you take a step higher or like you step into your higher self a little bit and it's like it's not it's not uncomfortable but anything new we're always going to be like ooh, you know exactly so, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm, it, it might just be that. And I also feel like um, what I, I believe we all have these things that are just really fun and easy and natural for us. And I think a lot of the times we overcomplicate things so much thinking that they're the right way to do things to do. Yeah, to do things. But I think that the the, the way to our like the life we want and our success, I believe, is actually through doing the things that feel natural and easy and fun. So I, yeah, I think we should all listen to those, like, I don't know, those like gut moments that say, ooh. Well, we should. And, and also too, like with those moments, we might have some fears that come up with it. But uh, I have this really cool thing happen this morning. So I used to have this fear of speaking because I used to dislike my voice. Um, I was born hearing impaired. And I know that it does show up in my voice a little bit. 
And I used to think that that means that I need to like not, and some people don't even notice it. Some people do, but I'm always afraid that everyone's going to notice it. So I shouldn't talk and I should stay quiet. And I had this belief and that has been coming up for me a lot with taking- Sorry, there was a fly. I don't want you to think oh, that I made a face of <laughs> what you said. There was a fly. Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah, like that kept coming up for me as I would take these new steps, like speaking on my Instagram story, talking to you, speak, you know, any of these things. And, um, but I was just telling myself that maybe what I could be doing is um, giving other people permission to talk no matter what they think about themselves and just to show up and be themselves. But at the same time, this morning, I realized that it was so self-imposed and um, this really awesome girl who was in the coaching program with me, I think she lived in the Netherlands. She responded to my Instagram story and was like, oh my God, I really love your accent. It's so cool. And it's just, I always forget, like, we have accents here too, to people who aren't from America, but it was just so funny to hear someone say that after I'd spent so much time, like, beating myself up and saying, like, um, I hate my voice, like, I shouldn't talk, blah, 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 when that was just the story that I wrote, and it was a fear that as I, you know, took another step up and faced it, it showed that, like, that's actually just something I totally made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm glad that you're using your voice and that you're showing up. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I really look forward to, I like you looking at your stories and everything. Um, I love seeing your, your journey and your whole story unfold and everything. So yeah, I'm really excited to see like everything that happens. And I absolutely want us to have a, a number two because I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to miss you and I'm going to want to talk some more. <laughs> we definitely have to. I feel like we could sit here and talk the rest of the night, but which is fine. Totally. Okay, we'll just do a number two later, but or three or four, however many. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fun. And yeah. I really appreciate how we connected too, because I remember when I first started my Instagram and you just don't really know who you're going to connect with and you don't really know who's going to be, you know, you kind of have this fear of like, well, I just started my account, like who's really going to care? And it's just been yeah. really nice. You know, you have been one of the people who has interacted with me very heavily <laughs> and that really gave me confidence at the beginning. And that was really oh. awesome. I hope to show up like that for other people too. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. I, I really think it's a lot more about sensing the energy of people. I don't, you know, whether you just started or whether you have, I don't know, have been on there for so long and you have so many followers. I mean, we're all people like it, the numbers right. don't say anything. Right. So you're just as amazing now as you'll be in three years when you have what, however many followers, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That was definitely <laughs> a big limiting belief at the beginning. And it, yeah, it's, it's just cool. Like it just goes back to that taking when we do come over or take that next step and those beliefs really always show when you when you choose to rewrite your story the beliefs always just show like you see a better way of looking at it like you said it has nothing to do with how long you've been around it has to do with the energy that you bring and you know like five months ago that I would not that wouldn't have even been able to um, <laughs> register in my mind but because I got myself to this point I can see it for what it is yeah yeah oh I'm so glad <laughs> thank you oh I'm sad that we have to say goodbye but um thank you so much for being on and I just hope you have a really nice rest of your day 
And I want you to keep me posted on everything that happens. <laughs> oh, we'll do. We'll stay connected. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and found something valuable. I'd love to talk to you about something I've created. If you found yourself feeling overwhelmed by business and if a lot of the advice out there doesn't resonate with you, I'd like to invite you to consider my coaching program, Biz Made Easy. In this program, I walk you through the simple business principles you need to create a sustainable business that feels good and that feels easy. It's everything you need to do things your way and use your intuition to guide you in your business journey. Combined with that, we dive into the mindset and healing work that finally allows you to show up fully in your business, be comfortable being seen, feel confident with what you know right now, trust yourself in your ideas, and believe that your dreams are, in fact, possible. It's a lifetime access program with six modules walking you through tools and principles you need for business and mindset. Plus, the program includes live coaching rounds where we meet multiple times a year for six weeks of live coaching and working on your business and mindset together. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll also leave more info in the show notes about it. And if it sounds like a right fit, I would love to welcome you into the program, see you and your business grow, and create a beautiful space for you to do business your way. <laughs>